1: Hello and welcome to this very special North London Derby preview. It's a crossover between the Chronicles of Aguna and Oh What A Night, the two Arsenal and Spurs podcasts uh, from Nine Team in. Very much looking forward to getting into this one. Big game coming up this weekend. I'm Harry Simi, I'm delighted to be joined by Ben Haynes. How you doing, mate? Yes, very well, sir. Thank you for having me. Good stuff. And of course, Hunter Godson, how are you, mate? I'm
0: very well, mate. Yeah, looking forward to it.
1: Big game coming up at the weekend. Uh, It's edging ever closer. Is this around about the time in the week, guys, where you start to feel nervous about it?
0: I I started to feel nervous, basically, as soon as the Chelsea game was over. I started to... I had my eyes on this one. Maybe, Maybe it's because I'm actually looking forward to it, and that's genuinely a rarity. But, yeah, as soon as that Chelsea final whistle went... I wasn't... You know, I knew we had a Europa League game. I was a bit like, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, that's happening. But, yeah, my eyes were already fixed on the uh, next Sunday and I think it was also sort of um, the profile of it was almost risen by the fact we're coming out of lockdown it's going to be fans at the game I can go to the pub if I want to which is always a beautiful thing <laughs> um, maybe go and find some Spurs fans somewhere uh, but yeah yeah, uh, yeah I'm looking forward to this one
1: I think for me uh, you know I am obviously getting a little bit nervous with the game coming up. I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to this one, of course, it's, uh, it's going to be a really difficult game for Arsenal, but the fact that we were allowed at the Emirates Stadium on Thursday kind of took centre stage because it was the return of the fans. You What was it like? Come on, give us the goss. It, yeah. it was weird. It was weird. You know, arriving at the ground was strange. The whole process of getting your temperature checked and, and all the searches and getting in was a little bit strange. But once you were in there, although you were socially distanced, although you had to wear the mask, you know, it, was, it only took us for the teams to come out before people started literally um, clapping and stuff, yeah. uh, singing and, and all of that come back into play. And it felt like we were never away really, but it is weird. It is going to take some getting used to, but it's a massive step in the right direction. And so for me, although the Europa League, you know, we're through, and it wasn't a particularly big game, the significance of it was 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 put up because of the fact that fans were back. So. Yeah, I mean, be interesting to see. I mean, how are you guys feeling about this North London derby? Because, of course, you go into it as very strong favourites, I would say.
0: Yeah, for the first time in quite a long time, I'd Maybe say. Maybe two, three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the first time in life, six months, you know. <laughs> just becoming a regularity now. No, I, I I think me and Haynes have spoken about it a lot on our podcast, but there, there's definitely been a shift in... Mentality at Spurs, and I actually, I'm not a big believer in the, the whole oh, you know, we need them to be more mental, we need them to be stronger here and here. I actually think it's a get out of jail f- uh, for people playing badly quite a lot of the time. But I, I, although my perception of the team hasn't changed that much, it feels like the, ch- the team itself is starting to believe, um, and I think that sort of I think Emil Hojbjerg has helped that a lot. But I also think Eric Dier stepping into a role where he believes that he's this big, big-man defender who uh, can sort of uh, charge a back line, can be the man who Marino wants him to be. And you see that seeping throughout the team. And I just don't think... That belief... It's its weird how quickly it's, it seems to be coming coming into the team. But it just seems to be a belief that, that you know, win, lose or draw, it doesn't matter. We carry on going. and And, and I think that's brilliant because, you know... Even a year ago, Spurs, especially if we won, it was brilliant, and if we lost, it was the end of the world. And I, I have to say, I was a bit like that because, and I think that's always the way Mourinho plays. You are going to get that it's very yeah. fine margins.
2: Yeah, I think uh, he he's siphoned out the drama from the North London derby. Like the, the fact that <laughs> we're not now sitting here being like, if we lose to Arsenal, it, yeah. it derails the entire season. Exactly, and it used to be that, yeah. didn't it?
0: Because it used to, we There's used too to much on it, There's too well. much riding on it. It should be said, Arsenal most of the time going into this game in my short life on this planet, it was always Arsenal going into this game with a good chance of winning, the FA Cup, League Cup, and the league. And over the years, you know, that's slowly, you know, not the same, not the same as it used to be. But but now going into it, with where, you know, we we we're, we're in with a chance of. Who knows who's going to win the league? But going into it with like a chance of winning something,
1: feels I mean, weird. Yeah, it, I mean, with all due respect, it's weird because the roles have reversed, mm. and I think when you're the ones that were on the top of it, and now you're at the bottom of it, because it does feel like that. Like, does it suck? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I mean, Quality. It does. <laughs> I can tell you what that makes up for. Uh, what 15, 18 years There's of some, growing up with all Arsenal awesome support, yeah, mates. It, 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 It's hard. It's hard to get your head around. It's hard to go into these games and and be honest about the situation that we're in and be honest about the fact that in terms of the quality of the two sides at the moment, Spurs are head and shoulders above Arsenal. There's so many issues at Arsenal at the minute. Um, You know, yes, there's an element of the history shapes your opinion and you go into this game not completely without any hope, but, you know, you do feel like Spurs are on the up and Arsenal could be on the up in the near future, but right now it doesn't feel that way given sort of the recent results. You guys mentioned the kind of belief that the, you feel the team have now. Mm. How far does that belief go? Does that belief go to, we're good enough to go on and win the league? Does it go to, we're good enough to win a trophy? Like, I'm interested to know how far it goes with you guys.
2: Well, a tiny bit, I'm not even going to claim this is anywhere near ITK, but some things that I've noticed when I've been lucky enough to be there for the games and fans haven't been. Yeah. There are little things changing around the stadium on match day in the build-up when players arrive that have been the same for a long time and suddenly they're changing to be not necessarily more professional but just more in the style of Jose Mourinho, of what he wants. So even when we do the one game at a time thing, there's still Uh, on the back burner, underlying these little changes that hopefully mean that by the time we get to March and then people start saying like, "Okay, who's actually in the title race? We're still there. I'm not saying we're going to be leading the way, but just to still be there at that point plays really into the hands of what Jose Mourinho is all about. If you're Mm. still there or thereabouts and you're still taking things one game at a time and we haven't imploded and we haven't gone off the rails, there's no reason why you can't then have the conversation about is this a realistic thing. Right now, I think, like Hunter said, it's very much a case of get through this game, then get through the next one, yeah. then get through the next one, then get through the next one, particularly given the run
0: of fixtures that we've Yeah, do. absolutely. And, and I mean, on top of that, we are in the quarter-final of the cup already and we have Stoke. So, you know, we're talking about potentially being in, an, in a semi-final. Let's not get ahead of us. We have to play Stoke and we have to How big a Stoke. game is that, by the way? I know that sounds silly, but on the 23rd
2: of December, that's like a massive we game. Talking, we're
0: talking about a, being in a semi-final of a cup. And, like, I know it's the League Cup. Uh, I, I'm And I for years, I was genuinely not bothered about winning a cup. But it was in when Potch changed his tune at the, end of, at the very end of his reign and said, look, I think now it's time that we concentrate on winning a trophy. I was like, do you know what? It would be nice because we've watched Arsenal win trophies in what has been arguably the worst spell of their, of what the last yeah. forty years yeah. for them. So it uh, that, it is boring because Arsenal had a, a by by their standards a bad season last year, but they won the FA Cup.
2: I still think Arsenal. I don't know if this is, this is accurate or not, but I still feel like Arsenal cling on to that. Like they, when they need it, they retreat back to yeah, yeah and, and we still and won the club an, will an FA use Cup. Use
1: it as a as a kind of argument when when fans sit there and go, we're underachieving. Mm. They'll turn around and say, well, we're not in the Champions League, we can't compete financially with everyone else, but we're winning what we can win, what our level is now. And that's why Arsenal fans are finding it so frustrating because we've gone from a side constantly competing in the Champions League, a side who, you know, constantly at the top of the Premier League, to now, yes, an FA Cup is nice, it's Mm. a great day out for the fans, but is that it now? Is that it?
0: And fans have to realise that financially, that's not that's not good for yeah, the club. It doesn't, like, it doesn't be, mean a great deal. Being, winning those cups is great for the fans, but you have to have the league form to back it up because that's where the money is. Getting those top places in the Premier League and getting into Europe is so important for a club to be able to go out and spend and get the players they want in and even be able to, you know, new facilities and things like that. I think Pochettino always used to believe, I mean, you know, he's my sort of idol in football. He's the one I, I loved. He came and he revolutionized Tottenham and he always used to say anyone can win a cup uh, you know it's a finite amount of games you can take luck into a cup you can't take you can't win a season by fluke and you can't do well in a season by fluke and so I, I you know that sort of changed. That's changed. That changed my perception on it. But now I think it is time to just to put to bed. You know, it's been too long for Spurs not to have won a trophy. It's yeah.
2: annoying that isn't it? it's yeah. kind of like the, the the fact that there's a discussion around the idea that we need to put this discussion to bed. Mm. But annoying me, we do. Spurs yeah. yeah. do <laughs> yeah. have to put this we thing do. around. Like, well, yeah. what have you won? It's just. Uh, it, it sounds silly, but it's almost too easy to leverage it's It's too easy for people to shoot spurs down. If you want to try and change the mentality of, of an entire football club, because it's not it sounds facetious, it sounds sort of silly and little and I'm making light of it, but if you want to change the, the mentality of an entire football club, it has to start with winning. Yeah. Like yeah. it can't start with Pochettino did a brilliant job of saying that like, I'm changing the philosophy. And he did, he changed the philosophy, but it was always underpinned by people being like, Oh, it's nice, you got your nice football. You know, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, that was yeah, always yeah, the thing that people like just so whenever he- they needed it.
1: Speaking of kind of nice football, um, Mm. Mikel Arteta is not playing nice football at Arsenal at the moment. Uh, Mm. A lot of fans have made their feelings known about it. Of late, the results have tailed off as well. You know, he got through certain periods where the football wasn't exactly brilliant on the eye. It wasn't sparkling football that we became accustomed to under Arsene Wenger, but he was getting results. Now those results have tailed off. The club have made it clear that Mikel Arteta is their man. They're backing him. They're supporting him. But there's pressure from the fans now, and I'm interested to know how you guys look at Mikel Arteta's tenure so far from the outside, because it's very easy when you're on the inside of it to kind of get a little bit carried away, a little bit emotional, but looking from the outside in, how do you rate his tenure so far? Well
0: when, when he started, I felt like there was a much clearer idea of what Mikel Arteta wanted to be. He was playing a 4-3-3, it was pressing. And it just turned out that the Arsenal team that he'd inherited weren't fit enough and he made that very obvious that he didn't think they were very fit. And that, that was clear, they weren't running hard enough and some of the players weren't good enough. Nothing's changed, really. And what what I think you've seen is him sort of conceding to what he has to... And he's working out now, how good are these players? how What formation can I, can I get the best out of this team? I, I think it's a really tough job to have come in and, and just... You know, especially at Arsenal, you get such a short span of time to impress people. Uh, I think Klopp and Pep have spoken about a lot in terms of their managing greatness, but you look at their first years at Liverpool and City, respectively, and they weren't great. You have to be patient. Arteta, Arteta, Arteta will make mistakes. He's a young manager. I, I genuinely think, um, I genuinely think, it would be a massive mistake to rush him out the club. Um, And you know, I, I I think, I know it goes for nothing. But I think he speaks about football in a way that I, I like hearing him talk. And I think he really understands how to get the best out of a team. I just don't think. I have to say, I don't think Arsenal have anywhere near the players that he. Maybe they never will have the players that he needs to succeed. But, you know, I think it's. I think he should be given the time.
2: I'm almost. I mean, I'm not gutted for Arsenal in any way. But I'm. I'm, I'm Of course, (laughs) you're not. I'm sort of like. I'm in the same boat as Hunter, we're we're sort of two people that are almost quite tragic in our love of football, you know, of how it should be played and the players that you admire and the people that you admire. Um, (coughs) So I find it almost like a bit painful knowing that if Mikel Arteta went out at the weekend and played his way and played the philosophy they he'd like to play, the chances are Arsenal would probably get banged. Mm. they will probably get done 3-0. Yeah. And if he continued that for the rest of the season, Arsenal could be in a relegation battle. And I don't say that lightly and and, and, and flippantly. Arsenal genuinely, because of the, your playing staff, like because of the team that you have, you can't play expansive football. Because over the course of the last 10 years in the Premier League, the likes of Sean Dyche, Pew, Pulis, like those managers showed that there was an alternative way to play yeah. where you can just ruin the game yeah. and get a draw or sneak a win. <laughs> and Jose Mourinho is the don of that. Mm. You know, so it, I, I'm, I'm sort <clears throat> of, I feel like Mikel Arteta pl- wants to play the right way. He just doesn't have the tools at his disposal to do it. He's coming from yeah. City, where if you want to play a high press and do this whole win the yeah. ball back within 10 seconds, you've got players to do that. Yeah, exactly. At Arsenal, you, can, you know better than us. Yeah,
1: I, I totally agree. And I think like he, he kind of got to the point, didn't he, where, he, as Hunter said, the players weren't fit enough. The spaces they were leaving were a problem constantly, mm. not just in the defence, but in the midfield areas as well. And he found a way of plugging those holes and those gaps by changing the system. It became a very pragmatic side, a very, some would say a negative side, not creating many opportunities on goal. But when you look at some of the stats, and I'm not completely going by stats, but some of the key points from last season and under Unai Emery was the amount of shots at goal we were conceding. That Mm. dropped dramatically. We weren't conceding goals regularly. But then the problem with that is you get to that point where you're playing that way you start to pick up results against the better sides, the bigger sides, because the onus isn't on you to go and win those games. Absolutely. You go away to Anfield, you go away to Manchester City, nobody will complain that you didn't try and take the game to them. The problem comes is when you're at home against some of the smaller sides, then you're struggling to break them down. And at what point does Mikel go, right, well, I need to be able to differentiate now my two approaches. That's not easy to do. It's Mm. not easy to be on the training pitch every day, working on a system and at the flick of a switch, change it and play a completely different way. And and he needs to now find the balance between the two that is going to get him the most results.
0: You've got to say as well, it's a very impressive player who can play multiple systems. A lot lot of footballers these days are system players and they know how to play a system and that's sort of it. They stick to it. If you you all of a sudden say, right, we sit back, we soak up and then we play in the counter-attack. And then you try and switch to this fluid... And I think you are seeing this with Arsenal to some extent because the play in the final third when you've had a lot of the ball has been so blunt recently. And, and I think of Arsenal teams that used to scare the shit out of me. And, I'm uh, you know, even, even like six, seven years ago... We it was
2: that era... Even like Van Persie,
0: uh, Adbaor, Fabregas, even like Nasri and players like that. And, and now I look at this Arsenal team that will be playing at the weekend... And I'm like, Aubameyang, yep, yeah, he, he has the talent to pull something out every now and then, but he's way off the boil. And then beyond that, I'm like, who's, who's going to be the guy, the guy to sort of pull this team forward? I really like Saka. I think Saka's top quality. There are a lot of younger players that I think will be good uh, in this Arsenal team. But I, I think some people... Are, I, <laughs> I like Xhaka, I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal. I like Sabyas. I don't think he's good enough for Arsenal. But you know, this is all. These are these are all the things like Arsenal not getting into the Champions League for the last uh, what is it six six years?
1: Five, it's gonna be five.
0: Five years. Sorry. Um, has crippled them financially, and it means that they've had to redefine the players they can go after. If they could have got Partey and are in the summer, you've got a whole new midfield. Do you know what I mean? We're, we could be talking about Owah as a different beast by the looks of things. Um. But instead, you know, we're, we're just sticking with Ceballos. And I, you're basically allowing a Real Madrid player to sort of have his, his games that he'd never get for Real Madrid at Arsenal. Uh, I, I just I wonder, I wonder if that's a good enough midfield to play the way Mikel Anto- Antonio. He'd probably <laughs> get in the squad. <laughs> yeah. What's the play?
2: West Ham are another one that I think is showing the idea of being practical above being attractive. is really, really working for them. Three at the back two defensive midfielders in front in Suchek and Rice, you're seeing what you need to play against any side in the top six. And it, 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 for me, when I look at Arsenal's side, I wonder how many of those players do you go, I put my house on him, having a stormer today in the North London derby. Very few. I think there's six Very in the Spurs few. side. There's yeah, two, now, few at few the, mo- at the six moment. Six and, and,
0: you know, even when Jose Mourinho comes into Spurs and people grumble about the Tottenham way, and this is a style that Pochettino sort of adhered to, Harry, Harry Redknapp did in a way. Before that, there weren't many for, since the 90s, basically. I don't think Arteta would be allowed by Arsenal fans to make it practical and get results because he would get battered, especially with fans coming. Arsene Wenger, almost, by, by the, the brilliant football he brought to Arsenal and the, the expansive football he brought to Arsenal, he, he's almost made it impossible for managers to come in now. Because you look at the teams he had and you look at the players now, they can't play like that. They're not yeah, those man. players.
1: but the, the, the issue is as well, is that Arsenal fans have very short memories. And, and this is what <laughs> frustrates me.
0: Football fans do, yeah, let's be honest. Yeah, the the,
1: the <laughs> same fans that used to complain that Arsene Wenger's side weren't pragmatic enough, weren't defensively sound enough, are now sitting there and saying that we're too pragmatic, too boring, mm. the football's not attractive. And, you know, you wanted one thing... Now you're getting something closer to it, and you're still complaining. So, it's it's really difficult. It's um, it's one hell of a job. That I think we can all agree on. That.
0: It is, which is job. why you have to give him time. Like i I'm the, I think football, especially you know modern football is so unforgiving. You get you get what, <laughs> you get six months to to sort of transform a team, and uh, uh, the team wasn't good enough when Mikel Arteta came in, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. He's brought in Partey, a good signing. Everyone, has, everyone who's seen Partey can see that he's a really talented player. He needs four other players like that before Arsenal can even talk about being near to sort of... Even like Leicester, for instance, and Wolves, who seem to just have these really cohesive squads and yeah. a style of play where they know where they're playing. Um, but,
1: the, but the caveat to that is that there's not that pressure on walls No, no, of course. And blow people away. That's
2: where you, that's where that's what Hunter's point is in a nutshell. Yeah. The fact that Arsenal are not allowed to do that. Arsene Wenger almost defined perfection <laughs> in a season. Once you've had that, it's like it's that it's that classic sort of analogy of like if you've watched the TV in colour, you never go You're back to black and white. Black. <laughs> got, you just yeah. couldn't. And it's, it's it's the same. Like you you. You sit at table one, like, it's very, very hard to go back to being in the, the also runs. And, yeah. like, one of the things I'd find really tough as an Arsenal fan, if I was an Arsenal fan at the moment, I find it really hard for people to be able to be flippant about my team, to be able to write them up. They're not in the chat because you've always been in the conversation yeah. as long as and I can remember.
1: Hard. it is so hard. Yeah. It is so hard to be, to go from being one of the clubs that were, Feared you could hold your head high in any discussion, any conversation, any debate. And now, at times, people look at you as a bit of a joke, as a bit of a laughing stock. It is very hard to change that and, and to be able to deal with that and to accept that. I mean, just finally, guys, I mean, how do you kind of see the game sort of panning out at the weekend? So, uh, I mean, I feel like we've
2: probably watched the performance going to take place at the weekend. We've probably watched it the last six games. Mm. Since Spurs drew with West Ham, yeah. uh, Mourinho's almost, I'd say punishing, because that's probably the wrong word. But he's making a real point. He is. Like, I can't trust you yeah. to play that. Against West Ham, we blew them away in half an hour. Mm. And then we sat, really kind of sat off and were too open and stuff. He, he's sort of saying now, I can't trust you to do that again. So unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> we have this to sit, how we play, be yeah. compact and then hit on the counter. And thankfully, we got enough
0: quality we've players. got two of the best uh, attacking players in world football at the moment that, that is the diff- and, and Hoybier has been you know, arguably the signing of the season because of the money that he cost um, that, yeah, that's what's getting us through these big games at the moment I think uh, we do look defensively good the more I've spoken about this game the less confident the, the, the confidence confident. the confidence drains out. Because it just goes back to, you know, you like your childhood it's almost like Vietnam flashbacks. You get like childhood <laughs> memories like of sitting with my mates getting beaten up because Spurs have scored one goal and they're like a six one drubbing and like Do you remember like that Burkamp goal where it came over the top and he licked it back and then
2: fed it into the far corner. It was either Ian Walker or Espen Bard's <laughs> winning goal. And it's like, I've seen too many of those North London derbies to ever eradicate With I've got PTSD for North London <laughs> derbies. they the, never truly eradicate it.
0: The Wolves game, the Arsenal Wolves game, I think I said this to you before, the Arsenal Wolves game, I think, is isn't an example of how Spurs will play. It's quite similar to how Wolves set up in that we'll, we'll sit in, it'll be quick passes out from the back and then Son and Bergvine will sit high with Kane dropping in and playing those passes. If if Wolves is anything to go by, be Arsenal were just leaving such big holes See, in midfield. I
1: don't think that Mikel will approach the game in the same way he approached the Wolves mm. game. And I hope he doesn't because I feel like if there was a game to go back to the back three with the two deep it's line midfielders, one, yeah. it's this one. And in the the North London derby at at Spurs after Project Restart, it was very much a case of Arsenal having a lot of the ball, Spurs sitting off Mm. and waiting to punish. And I hope that he's learned from that. (laughs) And if he has learned from that, that will, I think, go a long way in persuading quite a few of the fans that actually, yes, we've got, I guess, a rookie manager, but he is learning along the way. If he goes there and and plays the same way and falls into the same traps, Mm. then I think the noises. About maybe moving him on will get louder, but it's he, tough, isn't it? you know, he's got to be pragmatic here. He's got to understand where his team at, where a Tottenham are at, mm. and go into this game. And look, if we get a draw, I think no Arsenal fan will admit it because of the history. But we'd be absolutely delighted.
0: I, that's what I was saying about the Chelsea game on Sunday. I was like, I'd never admit it, I don't think, <laughs> to, to any Chelsea fans. But coming away nil nil, I was over. I was over. Only because of the the history we have there is so bad. Um, I imagine Sunday's going to be a game where neither team particularly wants the ball. Do you know what I mean? Neither team think wants Ed possession. I is
2: like the key to this game. Yeah, look, I, Particularly if, if, you say, if you're saying that no one really wants to have it because they're panicking, mm. it's going to take someone to bring some magic out of nowhere talking or about a huge error. If
0: we're talking about matchups for Sunday, I, I'd say in the midfield is where, where it's a bit of a mismatch at the moment. We've got a really purring midfield In we found a balance with... Beer is the sort of a cleaner, if you want, um, Sissoko the enforcer, and then Undumbele is just free roll to go out, but he does the he does the dog work as well. And when I think about a matchup between that, between it'll probably be Zaka, Ceballos, yeah, it
1: probably looks that way at the moment. I mean, Thomas Partey, at the time of recording, you know, oh, yeah, he's we've heard from Mikel Arteta that he's going to be training, um, he's in, in he's so, so in, although Partey El Nene. That worked.
0: That that worked different. against. Worked that worked at Old Trafford, and that's the sort of game plan where I could see that working. To just, be fair,
2: I just don't think if you if you've not played for three weeks now, yeah. If you've not played for three weeks and you're just training, it's, be, intense to it, it's such a lot. Like, yeah. It's the similar for Toby yeah. Alderweireld. Alderweireld has, has hasn't played for two weeks now. It's almost a little bit brave to to And equally,
1: if if there's an element of risk that this is going to see him miss. A significant oh. part of your season, you can't take that risk. That's very naive. That that's a again.
2: naive mistake that you would hope that your manager doesn't. Yeah. Make. There
0: is a rumor that Joe Hart will start for Spurs because Lloris isn't isn't very well, um, which. <laughs> that's, uh, if you watch our our game against Lask, uh, you will know that that is not a good thing. That is <laughs> not mean, a good thing. I he looks way it off it. But to, to he add lo- to that, it it seeps in it does. Yeah. it does it scares the back line it's all that thing of if you trust the person in front and that's what spurs have at the moment is everyone's doing their job so well even someone like Rodon coming in and playing really well everyone can trust everyone to be that unit but you bring in one sort of yeah. weak cog in that system and all of a sudden mistakes start to creep in you know i I'd be happy with the draw at the weekend, I have to say. Would you? Yeah, I'd be happy with the draw at the weekend. Because of the run of games we're in, I, and Marino will know this, it's important not to lose. Just for momentum's sake. Yeah. It's also it's a much bigger game for Arsenal at the moment than it is for Tottenham, I'd say. The, only, the Because only... of the situation with the manager. Yeah,
1: very true. It's going to be interesting. We'll have to see how it unfolds. Uh, don't forget, guys, subscribe to Oh What A Night. Subscribe to the Chronicles of Aguna. Check out everybody on social media and we'll be back.